Good morning to you, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVY, the voice, daily in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I'm your host, Zach Yenser, and uh, wishing all of our listeners, and of course you, Matt Neely, making the magic happen on the other side of the glass, a happy June 20th. Monday. Monday needs no introduction, needs no other name. Monday is Monday, known universally around the world as a Monday. Good morning, Matt. <laughs> Good morning. And uh, in fitting in with your Space City of the Southwest theme, words are hard, uh, it is International Asteroid Day. So how, there you go. How about that? Hopefully we have no uh, close encounters today with said asteroids. I sure but, hope uh, not. Our scientists at the University of Arizona are making sure that at the very least, we know it's coming, if it's coming. We don't want to celebrate it with too much realism, is Correct. what you're saying. Sure. <laughs> Correct. But it's good to know we have very smart people very close by watching that for us, actually. So, uh, my goodness. Um, well, looking forward to today's show. Uh, Matt, I think I have a, uh, a mutual friend and colleague of ours on the show to close us out, Kate Hoffman. Uh, of Earn to Learn fame is going to be here with us, the president and CEO of that fine organization. Looking forward to that to close us out. Absolutely, and doing a lot of good work over there. Earn to Learn is a great organization with a great mission and uh, helping kids uh, learn financial literacy and, uh, sure. and, and apply that to their life and to help them get a higher education. For sure. No, it's uh, it's good stuff, and we'll have her in studio uh, to discuss it at the end of the hour. Uh, this is our Monday morning news hour. We'll get to some uh, news in a minute, starting in the second uh, segment. But, uh, Matt, I wanted to take this moment here to acknowledge uh, a couple of important days um, that have either happened since we left uh, the studio or are happening today. Of course, want to wish... All of our fathers uh, out there listening of any generation, father, grandfather, whatever it may be, uh, happy Father's Day. That was, of course, yesterday, but we weren't here yesterday. So uh, happy Father's Day to all of our fathers uh, listening out there. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, obviously, about my dad yesterday, who, uh, is, you know, we're lucky enough that uh, he lives in town and can be near the grandkids. And obviously, you know, I'm personally thankful for uh, my dad and his role in my life, but something my dad did that was really unique, uh, and I remember him telling me this as a kid. He said, uh, I'm going to try to be the best dad I can be, and I will always be your dad, and there's only one of me, um, but I know that I can't you know, be you know, uh, everything and all things, and that there's many men and fathers out there that I know who can support you and uh, invest in your life and, and come alongside you as you grow up. Uh, and, you know, instead of having just one of me, why not a, why not a circle of fathers, a circle of mentors? Uh, and I remember that, and I thought that was uh, beautiful and self-aware uh, and really beneficial. I can look back in my life and see uh, the benefit of that. So uh, because of that network of fathers and mentors in my life, I want to wish um, all who are fathers and hold fatherly roles in our community and those listening a uh, happy Father's Day. So I want to start out there, Matt, and I know I echo your sentiments on that as well. Absolutely. The other thing today 
that is happening um, is uh, the first federal, uh, first or second, I think this is the first year that it's, it's been a national holiday on the calendar, is Juneteenth. And, of course, Juneteenth means June 19th, which was not today. It was yesterday. Um, but today is the official uh, celebration day. Uh, and so I wanted to remark on that uh, here in this first segment. Juneteenth marks the day when federal troops arrived in Galveston, Texas in 1865 to take control of the state uh, and ensure that all enslaved people be freed. And, uh, of course, it's, it's becoming more well-known that the Emancipation Proclamation had been signed two and a half years earlier, uh, but it wasn't until two and a half years later um, that federal troops arrived in Galveston, uh, and uh, Juneteenth holiday honors the effective uh, end of slavery in the United States. And I'll be honest, I've actually struggled with um, how to remark on this day, how to recognize this day, uh, because as many of you have seen over the last number of weeks, it has become corporatized uh, and has, I think, um, become performative um, in in some ways. And there's just something in me that counters both of those things. And I talked to a, a friend yesterday who remembered, you know, as a kid, just kind of the silent. Um, you know, celebration within the community of hanging out at a certain park in town and, and just kind of celebrating it with others. And not many people, not as many people knew about it, uh, but it was still a special day. You know, now everybody knows about it, which is a good thing. Um, but, you know, it, that comes with its own challenges. Uh, but I wanted to recognize the day. You know, Martin Luther King Jr. reminded us that the, uh, these are his words, of course, the arc of the moral universe is long. Uh, but it bends toward justice. Change takes a long time, but it does happen. And I think my my remarks today would be that I think in America today, we tend to either lionize too much or demonize too much. You know, we either, and I think certainly around this country, we either tend to lionize this country uh, and the human men and women who've been a part of its history um, or we demonize them too much. And it's, it's, never, uh, it's never the true story, I think, to do only one or the other. And here's what I mean. You know, Abraham Lincoln, who, who signed the Emancipation Proclamation, had a common view on slavery and emancipation. Of course, we celebrate the fact that he did the right thing, uh, ultimately, and he was consistent on his views on the uh, morality, or lack thereof, of slavery, but he didn't know what to do about it. In fact, he gave a three-hour speech that said, here's why it's wrong, but I don't know what to do about it politically. In fact, Lincoln thought um, that, as many others did before his time, that colonization was the only answer. In other words, uh, Liberia had been set up in the 1820s, uh, and Lincoln thought that the best way to solve the slavery problem was to free the slaves and have the slaves move to Liberia. He didn't believe that, that whites and blacks, as it was said back then, uh, could live together in harmony. And the Emancipation Proclamation, and by the way, I say all this in a good way, but history is complicated. The Emancipation Proclamation, the work of abolitionists, Abraham Lincoln, uh, the Civil War, these were movements in the arc of justice. But the Emancipation Proclamation was a military strategy. 
It was not a strategy necessarily that was born out of church or the scriptures or necessarily the good-heartedness uh, of leadership in America. There was aspects of that, but it was a military strategy uh, to win the Civil War. And uh, I learned this too recently. It only applied to some states, but not the others. There were border states that were friendly to the Union, um, where the Emancipation Proclamation did not outlaw, did not outlaw slavery. Now, I don't say this to take away from the celebration of the day or the good men and women who fought uh, in, in very difficult political times to move the needle, as small as it was, to move this country uh, along the arc of justice. But to lionize or demonize this country is, I think, on its own incorrect. I think we should celebrate the fact uh, that we are a country self-aware enough to aim the arc of our country ever more towards justice. Could it happen faster? Should it happen faster? Uh, yes. But we ultimately, throughout our history, are a country self-aware enough to keep moving the needle in the right direction. And so today, in hopefully the least performative way and the least corporatized way, uh, I want to honor the community uh, and contributions uh, of African Americans today here in Tucson uh, and around and around the country and realize that probably the most accurate statement about the American experience and the African American experience uh, in this country uh, is that we are ever more, little by little, moving in the right direction uh, and we should continue in the right direction with a lot more work to go. Uh, so that's how I want to open the show. Matt, let's go to our first break. When we come back, I have a little breaking news of my own uh, in the next segment I want to share with our listeners. It is, after all, Monday morning news hour. We'll be right back here on Tipping Point, 1030 The Voice. Don't go anywhere. The Voice, trusted local news and talk. Hi, this is Ethan Orr from the University of Arizona, where we apply science for sustainability and economic opportunity. At the Arizona Cooperative Extension, we focus on youth leadership, water conservation, and environmental health. If you'd like to find out more about urban agriculture, youth development, or creating a healthier environment, call me, Ethan Orr, at 520-621-0906, or visit us at extension.arizona.edu. School's out and summer's here. And now's the best time to come out in the evenings and catch Tucson's professional soccer team, FC Tucson, in action. We're back home June 11th for Forever Pride. Fireworks and a salute to the troops on July 3rd. Celebrating Tucson's birthday on August 20th. And don't miss our defending WPSL Desert Conference champions in action. The FC Tucson women have home games June 3rd, June 19th, June 24th, and July 1st. Tickets start at just $10. Get yours now at fctucson.com. Tucson homeowners, do you have equity in your home and would like to sell, but are afraid that you won't be able to find a new place in this market? Well, you're not alone. That's why CNC Partners has put together an innovative way to make your next home dream come true. They work with local investors who can purchase your home for cash, pay above market value, waive the appraisal, and provide you with the option to lease your home back to you for 12 months until you can find a new home in the Tucson market. If you'd like to see what that cash offer might look like with no obligation, go to Tucson Cash Offer. 
1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the 70-plus startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges that houses the university's commercialization hub with several other projects coming out of the ground, they are integral in shaping the future of southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. When you manage your money with a credit union, you're taking true ownership of your finances and how your money impacts the community. Stop letting banking just happen to you. Bring your money home to Vantage West. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, this is Tom Sullivan. Join me weeknights from 7 to 10 for the Tom Sullivan Show on 1030 KVOI, The Voice. And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVY, The Voice, doing in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I am your host, Zach Yenser. Uh, well, uh, today is our Monday morning news hour, traditionally on the program. Uh, and I wanted to take a little bit of an off-ramp. Um, a little uh, moment of personal privilege, if you don't mind, uh, and share some of my uh, my own kind of breaking news to share with listeners on this Monday morning. Uh, after nearly almost five years, Matt and I were talking about this the other day, of being on the airwaves here in Tucson, uh, and uh, this is bittersweet to say, I will be signing off and hanging up the headphones for the last time on Friday, July 1st, and I wanted to let our let our listeners know. Uh, it's bittersweet, uh, for sure. It's been such an honor to sit in this seat day in and day out uh, for much of those last almost five years, and uh, as I've said many times on the show, talk about real issues in Tucson in real time with real people. There's very few platforms to do that anywhere besides this thing we call live local radio. Uh, I think we're going through a crisis of trust and credibility and fairness and integrity uh, in this country, certainly when it comes to these kind of platforms and the kind of conversations that we've had. So your trust and consistent listening means the absolute world uh, more than you will ever know for sure. Uh, and, And I want you to know too that I sat in this seat every morning realizing I had to keep earning that trust every day. And, uh, you know, those close to me and certainly Matt knows that's a burden uh, and a blessing. Uh, It's a blessing uh, and a burden. Um, But uh, for those of you listening, certainly from the geographic area of Tucson, uh, for better or for worse, and you can tell me later, this will hardly be um, a goodbye. 
uh, besides some other community efforts I want to explore related to the topics we talk about of housing and uh, economic mobility and quality of life. Uh, many of you also know uh, that off the air, I help lead an organization in town called Tucson Young Professionals. Um, what you may not know is that just three years ago when I stepped into an interim executive leadership role, uh, we had about 120 members, which is, which is great. Uh, by the end of this year, we will likely cross 1,000. Uh, and for some time now, we've already been the largest network of our kind in the state of Arizona, connecting working professionals 21 to 45 uh, across industries and sectors for personal and professional growth uh, and for community impact. Uh, the nuts and bolts of this nearly 10x growth um, of course, requires as much time and effort as I can give. Um, but but here's the thing that I'm, you know, really excited about. Uh, I, I think we're in uncharted territory. Uh, you are and I am. Uh, Greater Tucson has never before, that I know of, seen a group of this kind, of this size. 1,000 nearly young working professionals who are coming together for personal and professional growth, um, but are also restless for a better community and wanting to do something about it. We have never seen that critical mass uh, that I know of across sectors, across industries, across career stages. So I am motivated by the potential of what's possible from a network of this size leaning into philanthropy, uh, the arts and culture, advocacy around housing, jobs and quality of life issues and more. I sat down with a, with a member of ours last week um, who said this housing situation is just no longer sustainable. Um, and I see, uh, I see TYP as an organization that can help to voice that more vocally on behalf of those who are in their early to mid-career stages trying to make a go of it in Tucson. I said, I'm so glad you mentioned that because when we surveyed our members earlier this year and said, what issues do you want TYP to be more vocal about? Housing was the number one on the list. Second was job opportunities. Third was, third was K-12 and post-secondary uh, education. So uh, don't worry, again, for better or for worse. Uh, some of you would probably be happy to get rid of me. That's okay, too. You'll see me around maybe more, maybe more than ever. Um, but uh, beginning July 1st, I want to let you know with a little bit of time ahead, uh, it won't be here every morning, 9 a.m. Uh, on 1030 The Voice, and that is um, bittersweet. Uh, in the meantime... Nothing would make me happier than to spend the next two weeks of programming celebrating uh, the last five years together. Whether you've been listening for weeks or years, I would sure love to hear from you over the live line as we have time. If you've enjoyed the show and want to share and why, or even if you haven't and want to tell me about it while you have the chance, and that's not a dare, that's uh, if you like to call them, whatever's on your mind. Uh, now is the time to share it or forever hold your peace. Give us a call at 520-790-2040. Um, I will have many thanks for many people over these next couple of weeks. Uh, but today I certainly want to thank you, Matt, for being such a great uh, operator of this show day in and day out. Couldn't do it without you. And uh, I'm doing my best to really settle in the next, what, nine or ten days and really, really soak up and enjoy this daily experience um, and uh, appreciate being in the saddle and doing this with you every day, Matt. So first and foremost, thanks to you. Well, Zach, and congratulations to you and uh, wh whatever's next on your agenda. Um, you've come in here every day. You do this your style, your way, and uh, you stick to your values and you, you, give, uh, you give a voice to people. 
and you give, uh, I think, uh, measured feedback on issues. And uh, the other thing, just for while we're taking a point of personal privilege, the first time I looked across the glass at you when uh, when I started over here, I, you know, uh, it was it was nice seeing a calm set eyes across the across the way. So thank you for uh, allowing me to go through a learning curve with you as I did as I got used to the equipment side of uh, of the operation. Um, but anyway, you get up every morning, you uh, research the issues that you want to talk about, you get. A variety of voices about them and and you do it um you've stayed true to your core values and i've heard your show since the very beginning and uh you're clear about your core values and you uh stay true to them and thanks for getting up every morning it's 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 not easy uh putting your uh, putting yourself mm-hmm. on the line like that every morning so uh and you've given voices to a lot of folks around the community so uh good for you zach and uh, we'll have plenty of time to talk in the next couple of weeks here but uh uh congratulations on whatever the next step is for you for sure no matt i appreciate those words a lot it means a lot and uh, you know again this is um this is a credit to our listeners matt I, i've said this out loud and very point blank and publicly you know, in some respects, I am surprised that I've made it this long doing that style. Um, and it's a credit to Tucson and to people in Tucson and to our loyal listeners that I have. And here's what I mean. The pressure is so great, whether you are on the MSNBC side of the political aisle or the Fox News side of the political aisle. The pressure is so great. Um, to have an angle, to have a, uh, a, a side of the political street you're coming from um, to, uh, and to double down on that. And, and I think so, there's so many silos that have been created where people can really find places where they can only hear what they only want to hear. And I think it takes brave people, and I really mean this. I'm not trying to be sappy or cheesy. It takes brave people um, I think participate in a platform like this where our goal um, is to have um, diverse, uncomfortable conversations. I don't agree a lot of the times with the people that I have on the air. That's not the point. The point is to have the conversation, and I think people are smart enough to figure out what they want to do with that information. But we have to have these community platforms where it all gets on the table and where people get to hear things that may be different from what they automatically think. But I couldn't have done that for five years without listeners, right? If listeners weren't listening and calling in, if they weren't uh, supporting my sponsors, if they weren't being a part of this ecosystem, I just wouldn't have a show. So I want to redirect this moment back to listeners. Been doing this for almost five years because of you, right? I often say this. If it wasn't for listeners and it wasn't for Matt, I'd be in a closet talking to myself all day. And that's the fact of the matter. So there you go. There's my Monday morning hour news. Thanks for listening. Uh, Point of personal privilege. We have one more segment. Give me a call. 520-790-2040. Over the next couple of weeks, we'll have time to, to share and talk and to celebrate the past uh, few years of this experience uh love the show hate the show i really don't care i want you to call in tell me about it 520-790-2040 we come back a few more words from me and then kate hoffman will be with us in the fourth segment earn to learn great program uh providing those who need and want it uh, uh financial literacy for funding college education 
Tucson homeowners, do you have equity in your home and would like to sell but are afraid that you won't be able to find a new place in this market? Well, you're not alone. That's why CNC Partners has put together an innovative way to make your next home dream come true. They work with local investors who can purchase your home for cash, pay above market value, waive the appraisal, and provide you with the option to lease your home back to you for 12 months until you can find a new home in the Tucson market. If you'd like to see what that cash offer might look like with no obligation, go to Tucson cashoffer.com. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the 70-plus startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges that houses the university's commercialization hub with several other projects coming out of the ground, they are integral in shaping the future of southern Arizona. Tech Park Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. School's out and summer's here. And now's the best time to come out in the evenings and catch Tucson's professional soccer team, FC Tucson, in action. We're back home June 11th for Forever Pride. Fireworks and a salute to the troops on July 3rd. Celebrating Tucson's birthday on August 20th. And don't miss our defending WPSL Desert Conference champions in action. The FC Tucson women have home games June 3rd, June 19th, June 24th, and July 1st. Tickets start at just $10. Get yours now at fctucson.com. When you manage your money with a credit union, you're taking true ownership of your finances and how your money impacts the community. Stop letting banking just happen to you. Bring your money home to Vantage West. Federally insured by NCUA. Helping you make better money decisions is what the Ramsey Show is all about. Today at 1 p.m. on 1030 The Voice. back tucson and all of southern arizona good morning to you welcome live out of the common workspace studios you're listening to tipping point with zach yenser daily in-depth news conversation and talk about the people ideas and issues shaping tucson's future i'm your host zach yenser if you're just joining us we kicked off the hour uh, by recognizing of course father's day which happened yesterday and then today uh, is the recognized holiday of juneteenth which is new. Uh, yesterday was June 19th. Today is not. Uh, today is uh, is June 20th. Uh, but today is the day we celebrate and so we recognize that day. And then uh, I'm not going to dwell here because I already did it. You can listen back on the podcast. But if you're just joining us, I mentioned uh, in the second segment, kind of a segment of personal privilege, if you mind, if you don't mind, I uh, mentioned that uh, I will be uh, signing off and hanging up the headphones for the last time on July 1st, uh, which is which is next Friday. It's coming up quick. I, I say all that to say that uh, we'd love to hear from you in the next couple of weeks, today included. Uh, if you've loved the show, enjoyed the show, not liked the show, uh, you've got two weeks to call 520-790-2040 or forever hold your peace. Uh, I'm really down for whatever. I'm not looking for a uh, a backslapping uh, good time only. Uh, certainly, you know, the notes of appreciation are fun, but th- hey, this is a public platform to have a real conversation. So, you know, if you got something on your mind, I want to hear it. 520-790-2040. In a second, we are going to go to our final segment of the hour. It's a bit of a longer one. Uh, just saw Kay Hoffman in the green room. Great to see her after it's really been a couple of years, I think. 
um, but uh, she's the uh, founder and president of Earn to Learn. So we'll talk about that that great program. Uh, I want to fit this in well be- in as well because it's important. I mentioned in the last segment, our sponsors are so critical to supporting this vision. Again, I mentioned that uh, American conversation has been so defined by what silo you are going to listen to and live in. Uh, and everybody's got one, right? There's, there's, this, is, this is equal opportunity, right? Everyone can find the sources of information that validate the ways in which that they already see the world. But breaking out of that, have the conversations that we try to have here on the program is not easy. It's a credit to our loyal listeners for so many years who stuck with us as we've tried to carve that out, often imperfectly. Uh, one of the biggest pressures of getting into the seat every day is the expectation that I have answers. And um, that I don't know how many of those that I have. Uh, <laughs> but we talk about it here on the air. But anyway, that vision, that, that ability to do that is supported by our sponsors. This segment is sponsored by Little Love Burger. Uh, they opened downtown last fall, certain of the juiciest burgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, local brews, and breakfast sandwiches. You can follow them on social media at Little Love Burger and mention you heard about them here on Tipping Point with Zach Answer for a 15, 1-5% discount off your next order. Uh, and uh, thanks to Matt for alerting me that it is National Vanilla Milkshake Day, so you might as well celebrate that with 15% off that little love burger how was that matt i think that was perfect it in yeah (laughs) who doesn't like a vanilla milkshake that's like it's like it's like a big old glass of just love right there that's good stuff yes Uh, this show is also sponsored in part today by Decibel coffee works gotta get our coffee partners in there it's the coffee we drink at home and while we're out and about Run by a great local team of people who care about the Tucson community, you'll find a variety of great coffee drinks, beans, pastries, and more. Ice cream uh, is here. No longer on its way. It is here. You can go to Decibel, D-E-C-I-B-E-L, coffeeworks.com, their website, uh, or more importantly, visit their location at the MSA Annex right off of uh, Congress and I-10 there. Mention you heard about them on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser for 10% off your next order on anything you buy. So so there you go. There's just two of our many dear sponsors who uh, are supporting the show, and they continue to do that because you support them. Uh, so I appreciate it, and, and thank you. Got a good week of shows ahead today on our way out to our final guest conversation here. Um, looking forward to chatting with a new food startup. Bottle Breacher is going to be on, Matt, tomorrow. They are a company that hires veterans, and they make some cool products. We'll talk to them. Uh, Daniel Hernandez is going to be with us to close out the week. He's one of the three Democrats running for uh, CD6 on the the Democratic side. So he'll be on with us as well. We've had Kirsten Engel on. We've had Juan Siscomani on. It's about time to have Daniel Hernandez on. Uh, So that's uh, some stuff coming up on the show. Our faith and culture contributor on Wednesday, Ruben Navarrete, will be with us again, uh, as he often and always is, almost always, on Wednesday. Be a good good conversation there. 
And then let me just put a plug in for next Monday, super quick. Danny Seiden, I mentioned him last week. He's the CEO of the Arizona Chamber. He wrote a very interesting piece about how housing, or the lack thereof, could be the one and only thing that really negatively impacts Arizona's economy. And again, he's not coming at it from a housing perspective. He's coming at it from an economy perspective. So those are some great shows coming up over the next couple of weeks. All right, let's do this. Let's go to our final break of the hour. Up ahead, a longer conversation with... Kate Hoffman of Earn to Learn. Very much looking forward to this conversation. Tucson, we'll be right back here on 1030 The Voice. Don't go anywhere. From Oro Valley to Vail and everywhere in between, 1030 The Voice, trusted local news and talk. Zach Yenzo here, and I'm so excited to be a part of the launch of the Little Love Burger as they're growing in Tucson. Located just a few hours down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger serves up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. Little Love Burger is open Sunday through Thursday, 11 to 9, and Friday and Saturday, 11 to 10. You can follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson. Don't you want some burger to love? The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. Why I love where I live. It's a brand and movement that began here in Tucson to spark gratitude and celebrate the good things about where we live. Located in the open air Mercado San Agustin Annex, just west of downtown, it's a great place to shop or spend time with friends as you enjoy food, drink, and other shopping options close by. Find gifts, toys, books, and clothes that will help you celebrate where you live. Visit them at the Annex off the I-10 at Cushing and Avenida del Convento. Zach Yenser here, host of Tipping Point, and I want to tell you that Decibel Coffee Works is the coffee we drink at home and while we're out and about. Run by a great local team of people who care about the Tucson community, you'll find a variety of great coffee drinks, beans, pastries, and more. There's also a rumor ice cream is on its way in 2022. To see their full menu and varieties of roasted beans from around the world, visit DecibelCoffeeWorks.com and visit them at 267 South Avenida del Convento. Mention you heard about them on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser for 10% off your next order on anything you buy. Hi, this is Ethan Orr from the University of Arizona, where we apply science for sustainability and economic opportunity. At the Arizona Cooperative Extension, we focus on youth leadership, water conservation, and environmental health. If you'd like to find out more about urban agriculture, youth development, or creating a healthier environment, call me, Ethan Orr, at 520-621-0906, or visit us at extension.arizona.edu. This is Bill Buckmaster, the Monday political face-off at noon on 10.30, Tucson's voice for trusted news talk.
And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona live on this Monday morning here. You're listening to Tipping Point on 1030 The Voice. Uh, I, I am so excited for this next conversation. I was just chatting with uh, Kate Hoffman off the air of just how long it has been since we've seen each other in person and talked. There was the this thing called a global pandemic, COVID. Not sure if you've heard about it, but uh, it, 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 I think, was in the middle of our last conversation on air when we saw each other at an event right before COVID hit. But it's so good to be live and in studio with our next guest. We'll introduce her in just a second. But this is brought to you by our partners over at Vantage West Credit Union. Uh, they have supported on this show a wide-ranging series highlighting some great organizations of all kinds who have innovated and thrived during the COVID-19 pandemic, but more importantly now um, are looking at a bright, uh, big, bold future ahead. We want to spotlight those stories um, and maybe even more importantly, encourage our live and uh, podcast listeners to be an essential customer, an essential supporter, an essential, uh, an essential donor. Uh, and uh, whatever the case may be, Tucson thrives on our local community supporting the organizations it cares about. And I'm going to shamelessly uh, say that Earn to Learn should be one of them. And of course, we've been spotlighting Earn to Learn here on the show as well. Um, and uh, you are a partner of the program as well. So, Kate, many connections. Thanks for being here with us. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, too. Thank you so much. Absolutely. To you a little closer to the mic there okay. so we can hear you. Um, so, so give me the origin story, uh, Kate. How did Earn to Learn come to be? You are the origin story, 2008, I, I, I hear. How, how, did, how did you wake up one morning and go, Earn to Learn, that's the solution we need? So my background was actually working in the financial services sector, and I'm one of those individuals that I say was struck by a lightning bolt and shifted into nonprofit, really wanting to understand what was working, what wasn't working, where were their gaps in service. And in that early period of time in the research that I was doing, I came across match savings. And it definitely resonated with me because of my background from the financial services sector. I also really love that financial empowerment training was such a core component of the model. And so I had an opportunity to go on a tour of San Miguel High School back in the summer of 2010 and was just so inspired by that school. And it really was the moment that I got the idea for Earn to Learn was based on that tour. And one thing led to another and I had the opportunity to take the concept to our three state universities, the University of Arizona, Arizona State University and Northern Arizona University. And a miracle happened in that all three of them agreed to partner with me and my dining room table, literally at the time, <laughs> which I, I can't even tell you how much it meant to me that they were willing to take a chance on this concept. But it effectively led to us securing seed money uh, that ultimately allowed us to launch the program in January of 2013. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so tell me a little bit more about the problem that Earn to Learn aims to solve. So Earn to Learn is supporting uh, students who are qualifying for Pell Grant Aid okay. through completing something called the FAFSA. And another way to say this is we're supporting low to moderate income students and families mm -hmm. who are interested in, in pursuing a post-secondary pathway. 
Uh, we have um, now expanded the partnerships not just with the three state universities, but also we're now partnered with Pima Community College, and we couldn't be more excited about that. So we're supporting students on the four-year pathway, the two-year pathway, and now more recently we're even piloting supporting vocational training in CTE, right, which is so significant. There are multiple post-secondary pathways into the workforce. We're also supporting students of all ages. So we have students that are coming up out of high school, and we're supporting students who are literally in their 60s uh, in the program and every age in between. So a lot of non-traditional students in our community that might not have had an opportunity to go to school directly out of high school. And this is an opportunity for them to come back in. So really to answer your question in a very long-winded way, um, we're really trying to address the affordability issue, right? So Earn to Learn is a match savings program. Students are required to save $500 mm-hmm. per academic year. And there's a success coaching model that's supporting them while they're coming through the program. Uh, and as long as they're successfully meeting the program requirements and participating, meaning participating in a post-secondary pathway with one of our partner institutions of higher ed, they get $8 for every dollar they save. So the combination of that 500 plus the 4,000, mm-hmm. so the 4,500 per academic year can go towards unmet need. And the reason I stress that is there's a lot of attention on tuition, mm-hmm. but the overall cost of attendance is tuition, books, fees, yeah. housing, meal plans, parking, transportation. And yeah. the reality is Earn to Learn can go towards addressing some of those costs for our students. And that's a really big deal because really we're trying to prevent them having to take on student loan debt in the yes. first place, right? Which is a yes. significant issue in this country. You, you are. Uh, I can, I can tell. My spidey senses are going <laughs> off. That uh, our listeners today really think that you're checking off a lot of boxes because yeah. you know I know we talk a lot about it here. Of um, we need all different kinds of education. Right? We need vocational. Um, we need two-year Pima, but the Bureau of Labor um, uh, Statistics also says that in just a few short years, really less than the number of fingers that I have, and I have my full set of 10, um, that, that 50% of new jobs created are going to require a four-year degree. Should everybody go to four-year college? No. I don't believe that. You don't believe that. I don't think too many people believe that. But we need people for whom that is the right thing and who want to do it to have the opportunity to do it because we're just not producing the workforce. That's right. That's exactly right. And part of our success coaching model is not only providing like college readiness training, like supporting students in terms of the application process and Mm -hmm. identifying the post-secondary pathway that they're pursuing, but we also are providing ongoing financial capability training for the students that are participating in the program. And then a really significant uh, part of our success coaching model is workforce readiness training. So we've been partnering with employers like Raytheon Mm. and TEP and Caterpillar and several other employers to provide opportunities for business mentoring, job shadowing, informational sessions, and really setting the stage for students to be on a post-secondary pathway, but also exploring what the opportunities are 
out there in our broader community in mm-hmm. terms of uh, potential career pathways. And that's a really significant part of the Earn to Learn model as well. And we could not be more excited uh, because what's happening as a result of the success of the program over the last 10 years is that there's a lot of national mm-hmm. interest in Earn to Learn. Yeah. And we've now been contacted by over 25 states interested in replicating the model. And in that's pretty cool. Yeah, and started here in Tucson, in Arizona. <laughs> right, Kate Hoffman and her dining room table. <laughs> that's right. Now twenty five states think it's a good idea, and that's it right. is. It is a good idea. That's right. And um, I just want to say one other piece to this: that we had an opportunity back in the fall of twenty nineteen to actually work with Senator Cinema's office to draft the Earn to Learn mm. Act which is actually now uh, bipartisan, bicameral legislation moving forward at the federal level to support creating a national program through the Department of Education that would allow many, many, many families uh, to benefit from a program like this across the country. Amazing. I wanted to ask you if these are if this is still the data or if it's been updated. Um, but initial data as you got this going showed a first year retention rate of almost ninety percent. Uh, Three thousand students have participated so far, and compared to others who are getting Pell or who are Pell eligible, your scholars um, are twice as likely to complete a degree or post secondary certification within six years. That's in, correct. In incredible numbers. That's correct. That's correct. And I will share with you one other piece to those success metrics. I think that's really a testament to the incredibly uh, significant level of uh, dedication and commitment the participants in the Earn to Learn program have towards their future. And I would also say that it's really also a huge driver of why there has been so much interest in interest in this program nationally. And I would also say that there's really been little to no innovation in financing higher education in the country for over three decades. And so we could really benefit from some new tools in this tool chest to support mm-hmm. not only college access, recruitment, retention, affordability, completion, right? Mm -hmm. Making sure that students are getting that credential that they set out to achieve, but also really minimizing, if not eliminating, their need to take on student loan debt. Because that's a really significant issue when you're getting ready to start your future career and you have student loan debt that you've got to manage through, right? And navigate. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I was lucky when I went through college, which is it's getting to be long ago, but not really that long ago. Um, you know, the the you know, um, you know, I was able to get uh, very generous scholarships from Arizona State, um, and I was also able to work in Res Life and student government, work my way through, and I left with um, with it when I graduated, no student loan debt. But I also realized that that's not. Every, that's not everybody's story and we for a variety of reasons aren't able to deliver an education in the state as free as possible <laughs> as right. the constitution says and so yeah we do have to get innovative yeah. um, a couple a couple more questions and time is flying as we knew it would there's an eight to one match you mentioned who's doing the matching is this is, is this you know someone's listening and wants to go I want to throw my dollars at that right. I'm assuming they can give it to you 
Right. So it is a public-private <laughs> funding model where a portion of the match is coming from our partner institutions of higher ed, and then Earn to Learn, the 501c3, is raising the other portion of that match. And so um, we have been operating under a public-private funding model here in Arizona for the last period, I would say, like three or four years. Um, and one of the intentions with the Earn to Learn Act is that that would create an opportunity in the future when mm. that legislation is successful at the federal level that federal funding could come in and match the state's commitments Got it. to this program. So we're really looking at the opportunity to partner with philanthropy in the private sector to create bridge Great. funding yes. to support the continuation of this program until that legislation is successful at the federal level. I love it. Let's go there real quick. The future. You shared some exciting news with me on your way in today, which yeah. is... Uh, so we recently were blessed to get a grant uh, to support not only uh, the continuation of the program in Arizona, supporting the Pell-eligible target population, but as you know, there are uh, certainly uh, subsets of the Pell-eligible target population that uh, we might... Uh, have an opportunity to really uh, think very strategically about how to reach this population. And so this grant was um, really wanting for us to uh, pilot supporting foster youth and homeless youth in our community. Uh, and I will also share that Youth on Their Own, which is another fantastic uh, nonprofit here in Tucson supporting homeless youth, was really an inspiration behind the, mm. this grant funding that came in. And so we're going to have um, dedicated team members supporting foster youth and homeless youth in this pilot over the next two years and and really we're hoping to see um, that that success coaching model is a really important bridge uh, to further support the other resources that are available on the ground to support that student population. Congratulations. Yeah. That's incredible. It really is amazing where this has come from since, yeah. you know, since the origin and, you know, certainly I think there's people listening who really um, get into this on the social aspect side, you know, but, um, you know, I think about economic development and companies say, you know, yeah, great roads would be great, you know, and regulatory would be great and all that stuff. But ultimately, they are making decisions on whether they can find the workforce. That's right. And Tucson is not producing the workforce we need. This is a direct input to change the course of that. This is so important on many different levels. That's right, and I, I would share with you that in conversations that we've had with multiple employers, uh, not only here in Southern Arizona, but across the state, talent pipeline development is mission critical, Yes. right? And so supporting um, students who are on these post-secondary pathways and ensuring their success, and then also the other piece to it too is thinking about you know, a new employee, a new hire participating in their 401k. Mm -hmm. Like, it, you would assume that that would be a logical potential next step. And the reality is a lot of students, because of student loan debt, are not taking that step. And they're really wanting to try to figure out how to 
take care of their student loan debt first. So the, the opportunity with a program like Earn to Learn at scale could be greater participation in 401ks and, and other really critical next steps as you're starting that next chapter in your career. Amazing. Yeah. Kate Hoffman, uh, founder, CEO, um, awesome Tucson MVP of Earn to Learn. EarnToLearn.org Earn is probably a great place to go and learn more, support you guys, yeah. be a part of that public-private funding. I love it. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate Vantage West Credit Union recommending us to be part of this series. Kate, thank you so much. Uh, stay cool out there, and we'll, we'll see you soon. Okay. Tucson, that does it for us here today. When we come back Tuesday, more great conversation. You go up next, Bill Buckmaster at noon. Stay cool out there, Tucson. Mm-hmm.